Welcome to Our World, a podcast where we force each other to watch our favourite shows. We are returning to Supernatural and we are starting off with episode four, which is Phantom Traveller. So I made a lot more notes for this one than I did for the other ones, I think. Well, just about. So I'm not entirely sure what I think of it as a full episode yet. To me, it widens the world a bit. So we've had... We've had ghosts... Mm-hmm. We've had Wendigos mm-hmm. and we've had ghosts. Yep. So we've had a couple of ghosts and we've had what would you Wendigos? What like a a Wendigo is a creature in its own right. Yeah. So it's not. It's not. It's a supernatural being. It's literally unrelated a monster to unrelated to anything else. Yeah. It's depending on as we talked about in the episode. It's it's depending on either a curse or it's a like a, a mutation or whatever it is. This is a different again, and I think it was pretty. It's a pretty big idea to bring up in episode four of your show, because not only is it like, right, so if you say it's demonic possession, the immediate question is going to be, actual, like, demons with a with a capital D or not, as in, like, is it just, like, a demon that people call a demon when it's just a thing, or is it a demon that comes from hell, which they specifically say in this, that's what it is. Now, in episode four of your show, you were establishing that hell and therefore heaven exist in your show, which is quite a big setup. I'm saying nothing. No, it's fair enough. And from what I know, I, I, I'm not going to say, just in case people are w- yeah. watching for the first time. Yeah. Uh, also, quick disclaimer, there are workmen working on the roof right now. Uh, we are trying to muffle the noise as much as possible. But if you, and like, obviously this will get edited and this, that and the other, but if it is still in the background, uh, we apologise. Do you have questions or do you want me to go through my notes first? My, I, my main question is, what were your th- thoughts on the demon? Because it is a singular one that moves from person to person. It's body hopping. So, I said at the time, the effects are shonky, but the effects aren't shonky for 2005. Yeah, they are very good for 2005. Good like, if, if that had been made now, you'd have gone, God, that's low budget for, for this. Yeah, the, these are a good effect. But it, actually, it's, it's really good. They get worse. <laughs> Next episode are questionable, but it is one of my favourites. I can't remember. I think if you tell me the title, I remember what the next one is, but let's not do that yet. It's a clever idea of not having, like somebody in a demon suit or a cgi demon where it's what's the demon suit my love no but you know what i mean like not someone in a costume it's not a physical being it's like dust in the air See, this is where you can really see the difference that like a lot of who is people in costumes whereas this isn't yeah but i think if you did cgi aliens in who in unless it's modern like more modern who it's gonna get very and everyone knows my thoughts on the aliens anyway it'll be obvious and bad and it'll it'll age it very quickly whereas practical effects like that work but for this when it's something it's it's a simple design therefore it works i think if they'd made it like a screaming face or something it wouldn't have worked that good or worked that well but yeah having it as just like dust in the air which can can like possess people is quite a clever idea did you enjoy it i enjoyed it you don't have to give me a rating yet but no i did i definitely enjoyed it but it's like so you're establishing not only that demons exist, but that hell exists. And then also they did an exorcism, which you have told me is an actual exorcism. Yeah, yeah so obviously I, I don't know like how many different exorcisms there are, believe it or not. It's not my weekend plans. 
but one thing I do know is that it, it is a real exorcism. And one thing I will say as well, you found it very odd that they could go into a laminating shop and get fake IDs. Yeah. Well, it wasn't so much fake IDs, it was the fact that they are fake Homeland Security badges. You can literally go, oh, it's for a Halloween costume. Fair enough. And I suppose if you wanted to fake a real one, this is where the suspension of disbelief comes in, there'd all these checks and whatnot. But also, remember, it's 2005. Not many people know where the bunkers and that are for aircraft investigation, purely because they, they don't want loads of tabloids there. It just seemed very strange. It seemed like... So you were very much under the impression that it was that's a major security issue oh 100 percent. we're on episode four and you are discovering the main security issue <laughs> see my question about the exorcism is right so they've established a demons exist they have established that hell exists they've established that they can do an exorcism in quote-unquote real life <laughs> exorcisms in that instance where you speak latin and extract the demon and all of that it's the province of very hardcore Catholicism, mm-hmm. which makes me wonder. Given they've already had Wendigos, which are they have some l- some they have some links to what Native American mythology, the spawn of Satan, some, and they've had ghosts, which is pretty much every mythology. My question being, are they just going to have it as everything is true? Because if you're ha- if you're having a show where you have ghosts, that makes sense. If you're having demons, fair enough. But if you have the, the Catholic belief in exorcism and demons is true, and the Native American belief in these creatures is also true. Do you have it that everything is true because each thing is an interpretation, like they say in the episode where oh, all these different belief systems have the same core structures, or is it everything is real, and yeah, this is this and this is that, but it's still real? As in, do they clash, or is it everything's real because everything is just another interpretation of the same idea? I want to say that Sam and Dean themselves don't believe in anything. That would make sense, I think. They just kind of, they go somewhere, they fight whatever they fight, they go home again sort of thing. Like, if it's real, it's real, if it's not, it's not. And I think that's the most, like, non-spoilery way I can talk about it. That's fair enough. I mean, I have more questions now, given I know what's going to happen, but also I'm not going to ask, because spoilers. Yeah, because if you are watching, listening to this and watching along, you might not know what happens. Your only question was, what did I think of the demon, yeah? Yeah, so, I've got a couple of things. One, like I said, I think in episode one or two, Jess is being brought up every so often. It's not, oh, the entire episode he's moping about. He was in love with her and she just died. Be nice to yeah, him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's brought up. It's not It's not every, it's not all I the episode. All I the think episode. it's a tactful way to deal with grief. Exactly. But also you get, he's, he's having nightmares and he's not sleeping, which is, it fits. But you've also got, at the end with the demon saying he knows what happens or they know what happens or whatever term you want to say for the no, demon. No. Yeah. Which makes me think, given obviously it's meant to be like a clue, that my my brain immediately went, well, they've established how they've established this, they've established if the demon knows, the demon knows from somewhere, obviously they're not gonna go, oh, this demon that was in a random one-off episode is actually the the, the thing that killed her, because that'd be stupid. It might happen, but it seems a bit 
out of nowhere. But I'm trying to think when do you find out what killed her? I'm I'm, I'm considering the idea that there is a hierarchy because if you if you go into especially Catholic canon, there is a hierarchy in hell. Not necessarily the, like the the seven um, levels or whatever, or circles. What does it say? Is it, is it seven circles in nine circles of hell? I want to say it's the nine circles nine of hell. Nine circles. Hell. But not even like that, just like, oh, you're going to have this demon who knows because another demon told him, or this demon who knows because they are aware of what's happening in the supernatural world so you've got you've got the clues about that you've got what happened in the episode and then in in right at the end you've got the clue about their dad so i'm gonna say that the three things we got we got the episode itself which is just quite uh i want i don't want to be rude but not 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 as in it's bad but as in it is a supernatural episode it's it's standard if you can hear talking in the background i apologize um it's like a standard demonic possession story but it's effective. Oh no, it's really effective. I'm not saying it's bad, but I mean standard and like it's the baseline. Then you've got the clues about Jess, and so if these creatures are aware of what happened to her, why is that? And then you've got people talk, and then you've got John who gave Dean's number to somebody because for some reason after they've been trying to find him and after they've been trying to call him. He's then made it so that they're the, they're the port of call for anyone who needs John, which is another clue going, oh, he's, he's alive, because he couldn't have done that otherwise, or, so the two options are, he's alive and he's done that, or he's dead and someone's impersonating him, which could be a possibility because skinwalkers are a thing, and ghosts are a thing, and all of this sort of thing. It could be him as a ghost. I don't think that would happen, but that's an option. But... In my head, I've got those are the those are the things this episode is a really effective demonic possession story where they establish a pretty major idea for the show going on. You've got clues about one plotline and you've got clues about the other plotline. It's a pretty good episode all in all. So to answer like a couple of your questions, uh, you find out what happens slash happens slash all of the above to John in about four or five episodes. So. It's realistically it's five episodes, but because we're skipping episode eight, which is bugs, it's going to be four for us. And then in terms of the other overarching theme and the relation to Jess, kind of have to wait till probably. This is where you say like season two. I want to say episode twenty-one, and there's twenty-two episodes this season. One thing I will say because the show was only meant to have like three or four seasons season one and season two have got similar storylines fair enough and then it 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 kind of hit off then around season three they thought it was going to get cancelled so it's only got like 16 episodes and then it it kicked off and it only started to slow down in popularity around season 13, season 12. Which season 12 is also the season I fell out of love with it for a time. Because it was around, I want to say, when I had loads of exams and just varying points in my life which weren't great. <laughs> is there anything else that you wanted to talk about that I haven't mentioned? I, I just really like this episode. I, I'm the type of person... 
as we've already established that the night before I go on a flight, I will quite happily sit down and watch this episode. The problem is, I really enjoyed this, and we've only talked for like 15 minutes, where ones that I didn't enjoy as much, we talked for half an hour. But the thing is, I think it when you find an episode you enjoy, you just want people to watch it. Yeah. You know what I'm like when I get a book or like a game yes, you know or something yes i do know what you're like yes yes i have to read that immediately exactly i become so invested and i just want other people to enjoy this media that what i would say i think this is if if you were going wanted to start supernatural and to watch an episode just to face the feel of this, the show this is a good one i mean i'd say start with the pilot because that sets everything up but this is a good one yeah this this, this uh, when i was looking about like looking up just varying like triggers and content and trying to work out what specific episodes i definitely wanted you to watch I came across a list which was you want to watch Supernatural but you don't want to watch all that over like 300 episodes here are some key ones to watch and this the first one was pilot and then it was this one well I would yeah I'd say that's pretty accurate to be honest I mean yeah I'd say obviously start at the beginning it's only like three episodes ahead but we are completionists I will add that (laughs) <laughs> but this yeah it, it's it's got a good story in it it's got good plot lines in it and it, the character work is very good and you get the the fact that i didn't talk about which is dean is afraid of flying which is quite funny because you always it's right he's, go, a, he's go. a big mucho mucho man sort of thing it's quite a, it's quite a funny idea and you get sam's reaction to that which is oh no, I could do this by myself. No, I want to protect you. I want to go with you. And also, oh, he's actually terrified sitting there shaking. I will laugh for a moment before I try and help him. I, I, I love the fact that even though they are they are best friends, they, they are brothers it's at this point. It's the brotherly chemistry the, that they've got. The, they've got. The, even Jensen and Jared in real life, they are brothers. Their kids are all friends, like this, that, and the other. And when you get to the dynamics with other characters further on, it makes my heart warm. See, that's that was another question, but you've now answered that. So I think I've only got like a couple more. Scary scale. So you gave episode one six out of ten. Scary. Episode two seven. And then episode three, eight. The problem is... It's a good episode, but it isn't scary. Yeah. Like, the effects are well done, but they're not scary because it's mist floating in the air. The eyes are creepy, but they're not scary. I'd say it's, it, it, it doesn't... It gets points because the eyes are creepy. It gets it gets points because the idea is quite cool. It's like quite it's unique. Scary, but it's, it's, it works. And the, the the way it's done is quite well done. So it's it's not scary, but it's a bit like, oh, that's uncomfortable to, to watch. I'm, I'm sorry. Yes. It's not as scary as the first one. It's probably like a four. I'll, I can live with that. The next, trust me, the next one that we're going to watch, which I'll give you a hint about in a minute, if it gets anything less than a nine... We're going to have a discussion about our relationship. Uh, well, let me. The thing is, I'm not going to. I'm not going to find it scary at all now, am I? Now you've said that. Oh, do you mean scary, or do you mean the episode as a whole? I think you'll find it scary. Fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, I'd say it's because it's it's not very scary. At least in the first one, you had the whole like 
appears disappears out of nowhere was it's literally just a, a bloke with black eyes in this unfortunately no but as an episode i'd say it's an eight and a half. Oh, 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 oh. sorry that was a very come weird noise <laughs> and i just, just come out of nowhere and surprise you with it eight and a half i 8.5 out of 10 I'd is that the height that is the highest that's the highest it's good it does everything like i said before it's just not very I'm scary i'm now trying to think what other ones i think might get higher in season one i know what ones i want to but i think the next episode and then episode 15 will genuinely scare you i never got as far as 15 so i'm excited for that i can't remember what the next one is would you like to tell me so i'm going to leave quite a lot of backstory into this do you remember the story about when i was younger a certain <laughs> he's pretending to fall asleep uh do you remember a certain story terrified the living daylights out of me and i couldn't look in the mirror for about three months yeah. yes oh it's that one <laughs> it's that one and i'm so excited basically one of my friends told me the story of bloody mary and it absolutely terrified me and i could not look in the mirror for about three months without like running past and then when i came to watch supernatural this episode genuinely scared my core so I'm very excited for you to get to this because now I, I love this episode like well let's watch it then yes and we will reconvene in like 50 minutes well for us it'll be 50 minutes for you it'll be it'll be like 30 seconds if that <laughs> yeah bye Hello, we have just watched episode 5, which is Bloody Mary, and I still love this episode, even though this is like the ninth time I've rewatched it. <laughs> oh, he's scribbling notes. I was adding in my ratings. I've Get scary scale or rating? Both. <gasps> dun dun dun. My first question watching it was, they already know it's happened. Now, I'm not sure if they're meant to have, like, oh, this weird thing's happened or someone's caught us in or whatever. Oh, they fully just scout newspapers and obituaries and things like that. That, that makes sense. I was going to say, because otherwise it's just a bit strange that they know everything. But they already know. They turn up. And that's that's pretty. That's a pretty good setup. You don't have to have the whole like ten minutes of going. Oh, where are we going to go next? Oh, where's this thing? Oh, what's that uh, thing? Uh, in later episodes, it explains it better. But basically, they just look at newspapers, websites, like weird weird stories, and they're like, oh, this might sound like our sort of thing, and then they go. Before I go anywhere else, because I've got actually got good things to say about this, I'm going to say a couple of bad things about it purely because you put it in my head. Where you said one of them was in Final Destination, I one of the actresses think. in this, you think, which made me think they are doing very stupid horror movie character decisions in this episode of like the little kids doing it. I can get they didn't know that, but the friend who did it, the second victim, and the daughter of the first victim who did it just to be cruel that's like proper horror even if you don't believe in it don't do it because then you know something bad's gonna happen it's stupid horror movie decisions that scene in the bathroom uh spoilers for the 2021 Candyman. if you haven't seen it but like there's a scene in that where there's a group of girls doing it in a bathroom at their school i get 
similar vibes that like they've all turned around and said they don't believe it but they do it anyway yeah i mean speaking of the about the scene it's really it's really effective like ghost horror as it were i mean i have got the point is to make this five episodes and so far three have been ghosts but okay there's a lot of ghost lore in America. True, true. A lot of it originated in America. So, for 99% of the episode, you don't see Bloody Mary's face. Which is really, really effective. Because you either get the, oh, you look like, like, they look like her, her victims. So my alarm's going off to a moment to tweet something. So I'm about to tweet something. So if you are listening to this and you remember a tweet I tweeted about... Megan's thoughts on a certain TikTok she saw of Torchwood, this is when I did it. <laughs> so going back to what I said, yeah, so if you have you have the monster looking like their victims, it's creepy anyway. The fact you see the reflection where it's just like a person in shadow, long black hair, and you don't see their face, that's creepy because of how it turns up. And then even though you should be able to see their face, you can't, it gives it that like uncanniness. I mean, it... It definitely kind of you're you're there like oh my god what what is that who is that like even though you know you you want to know more exactly and it works well so even if you the right the one problem I had is that right at the end where you see her face for like thirty seconds it humanizes her and I know that's the point but for the whole episode they've been this this sympathetic monster but still a monster see the reason why they've done that is because the reason she died is because she was a dirty little secret oh no i fully understand it it's just i think it's more showing that like you can become a monster because of other people not because of like your choices but because of yeah other people's choices i like that Maybe that's, like, a woman perspective. Oh, no, I fully understand it. It's, it's just... They've taken the one moment of the of the, sh- the episode to humanise the monster, and then within 30 seconds, the monster's dead. They don't... They don't even try to look at... Retrib- no, not retribution. Um... Redemption. They don't even look at that sort of thing or putting anyone, uh, like, at peace. It's just, here's, here's how we kill it. Which is fair enough, and I get that's the show, but it, it's an odd decision. Other than that, I liked how creepy it was, I liked how effective it was. Even in that scene where you see them like crawling out of the broken mirror, it is very reminiscent of Ring and Ringu. So, the actress that did yes. that had never acted before. Fair enough. So, in the official Supernatural podcast, which I can't really talk about because it spoils literally their opening credit spoils the entire show but they they interviewed her and it was her first ever acting role and they put on that she would have to do that and she was like okay i'll do it and it was the first time she'd done practical stunts or anything and it got her quite a lot of jobs as like just a stunt person in the background no that's it it's impressive See, this is a spoiler, but isn't. Do you want to know? Yeah, go ahead. She returns many, many, many seasons later. The actress. Different different, different character, I'm I'm guessing. I'm not saying. All I'm saying is the actress returns. Well, it'd be interesting if it wasn't a different character, to be honest. I can see both ways of them doing it. So, 
it's creep like the, the again the the big problem I've got with this show as as it has gone on is the moment where they defeat the monster mm-hmm. relies on bad CGI. It's not that bad. Wendigo was creepy, 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 creepy CGI silhouette with a burning thing in the middle of it. This was creepy, 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 creepy person CGI melting and chucking and then breaking into glass. Well, they weren't melting, but it looked like they were melting. Again, every time they do, or not every time, but some most of the time they do, it relies on CGI, and I get that's the point, but the effects don't look great. But that's only when it's the end. For the whole episode, the effects are brilliant, and then the end is like, uh, uh. I think it's because we are still on episode five. Yes. Of season one mm-hmm. of a 15-season show. True. I definitely do think that that, plays quite a large part in it um i might be wrong but yeah that is that's a fair enough assumption to be honest Um, i have one question which i think you're gonna like unless you've got anything else i've got a lot of other notes but you ask a question and i will talk about it do you think that the different take on the story everyone knows works such as the mentioning of different origins specifically and within like the first half a dozen lines they literally say it doesn't matter how she became who she was all that mattered is was that she was a thing i like that they acknowledge it I like that they don't go, here's the one definitive, like, oh, there's there's loads of different ones. Here's the reason for this version of it. Because I've always heard the story is that she was someone that killed herself in front of a mirror. I've never heard of someone, like, dying in a car crash, like, anything like that. I, I, I wasn't even aware there was an eyes element to it. No, because I was always under the impression she killed herself in front of the mirror... And that it involved her throat. Yes. So I've, I've obviously I've known that, known that could just be the British interpretation. I'd I've be very intrigued. Uh, someone who dies and you summon them and they kill you, and they can kill you in different ways, but they kill you. See, they can also trap you in a mirror because yes. I was told you would get trapped in the mirror yes. with her. I I did never heard the eyes version where they they take your eyes. That's more reminiscent of like the Sandman. The, the mythological Sandman. Yeah. Not the Netflix Neil Gaiman Sandman who Which doesn't I... do that. But back to what I was saying. Yeah, I've not heard that before, but it's 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 uh, it's a good element to have to because it gives that little bit of gore, that little bit of, oh, that's creepy and it's unsettling. Like because, opening the door on a pool of blood. Yeah, if it was just, oh, they get their, their throat cut or they get stabbed or they just get killed for no, like, for no foreseeable reason. It's... It's creepy, but it's not that scary. Whereas this is like, oh, that's that's grim. That's the eyes have just like been burst out of their head, and now they're dead, and that is that is creepy. So there's a we all get. I think I might make you listen to it. I don't know. There's a there's a big there's a big finish in which there is a serial killer going around a house, killing different people one by one by ripping their eyes out, and you hear it. You hear the foley of someone's eyes being taken out. You know what Foley is. A Foley artist is a is a sound effects artist who yes. makes the the sound effects themselves. They don't. Oh, they don't. I follow someone on TikTok. That's their job. They don't press buttons. They physically. Somebody had to physically make the sound of someone's eyes being ripped out of their head. Yeah, but also saying that like some of the stuff, like how they make someone's 
feet on pavement sort of thing is them walking on like broken well, glass. Going back to this of the tangent of eyes to big finish to Foley artists. Sorry. No, it's not you. I'm the one who's put us on a tangent. The I wrote down the eyes are being targeted because that is creepy. That is, I've got I've got a thing about eyes anyway because I can't see very well. <laughs> I think. One of my, not necessarily a trigger, because it doesn't put me off, but it makes me uncomfortable. It's one of the few things that's gory that will get to me. So like the opening of Saw 2, for example. Which is iconic. Iconic. Very good, my love. <laughs> it's, it just, it makes me squirm. So that was like, are they going to show the eyes going? Or are they going to show someone without any eyes? Which they do, but it's not that bad. Yeah, so it's too gory. So that makes sense. But it still put me on edge. You get... That that's creepy, and then it's the oh wait a minute. So the dad got killed, but not not the person who summoned the okay. And then they explain it, and it makes sense because mm-hmm. a lot from what I remember of the ones to come and from this so far, a lot of it's based around like revenge. You've got the oh you've done this horrible thing, you need to be punished for it. But the only people who know are the dead, so they are going to get come back to get you. It is a lot. So I will say, like the ghost ones are vengeful spirits because if you're Casper the ghost, you don't have a problem with anyone. You're not going to kill someone. Whereas you don't. If you're a, ni- a nice ghost, you don't really bother anyone. So far, at least. But I found it creepy. I thought it was very effective. And it's quite cathartic where you go, oh, this stupid person has just done this stupid thing. Oh, dear. They've been horribly murdered. Well, she horribly murdered someone, so... Exactly. An eye for an eye. Exactly. Very good, my love. You're just going to feel this full of eye puns. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't we warn them about my puns? No, what we should do, because you say mine are bad, but yours are worse. He does dad jokes. Which he shouldn't do because he is not a dad. I just do really, really, really bad puns. (laughs) Sorry, he's pulling stupid faces because he wants me to start stuttering. So I've written a couple of other things down. Do you have any more questions or not? Um, No. Right. You're not going to like one of them, so I'm going to leave that till last. The the guilt aspect is really clever of the like, oh, you think you're responsible. Some of them, some of the victims actually were and some of them just think they were. And that's very cleverly done. Outright pointing out that Sam is very self-destructive at the moment is very, very cleverly done. Because he feels that guilt and he's like, ah, it's my fault, I need to be punished. Because the thing is, Dean had a secret as well. Yeah. But you... You don't know what it is, but you know that he had one because he was being targeted as well in the very end. I don't think you ever find out. Well, we we can always speculate. Find his house, knock on his door. What was Dean's secret? That scene where you, when Dean Elroy says to Sam that he's, he wants to be punished for something that wasn't his fault, you get to see Dean actually caring as well, which yes. is really nice. Yeah, it's, but, but you, you know, he, he's very standoffish, and then you get to see him caring. And it's, that's, a, that's a good, again, another good scene for their like, brotherly chemistry. The one problem I do have, and this is the show as a whole so far, is it's got a very 2000s aesthetic, by which I mean they have not yet learned that a grey tint over the lens is a bad idea. So you'll get scenes of them driving in broad daylight and it'll just be grey. It'll just be like it's an overcast day. 
And that's not, because you can see it's not, because you can see it's the middle, you know, of the... Of I the can't say too much, but it's done deliberately. It, it, it's genuinely... Fair enough. I will, I will take your word on that for now. Please bear with it. Yes, it does take 15 seasons. It gets heavily explained, and when the explanation happens, you are like... That makes sense. Oh, oh my god, that rips my heart out. I'm going to cry for three hours in the so, fetal position. It's At the moment, it annoys me because it's a bit like, it's not that difficult to take a grey tint off the lens. Oh, However, okay. now I understand. Yes, if you say so. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Other than that, I enjoy it. It's just a bit like, oh, that, that, when I actually realised that it was doing that, it got to me. It really annoyed me, but that, that's fine. Putting that all to one side, it's a creepy idea, obviously. The way they go about it is really effective and it's scary and it's like, oh, that's unsettling. It's not like jump scary, but it's unsettling. It, it, it doesn't have to be. It's more no. the, oh, I actually have shivers down my spine. I now don't want to look into any reflective surface. The eyes is just unsettling for me personally. But that's a good. Oh, it's a good thing. It's just, it's just, I'm just explaining. And it gives you, a, again, a little bit of information about the characters. You don't get a lot plot, like plot wise of the arc. But sometimes you don't. Sometimes the episode just has to be good. And it is. It's scary. It's effective. It does what it needs to do. Yeah, I think... I think all in all, it's pretty It's pretty good. I would say it's scary. You wanted me to give it a 9, I think. I'm not going to give it a 9. I'm going to give it an 8.5. Our relationship is over. <laughs> no, I, I can live with an 8.5. Because if you say 10 is like... Oh, I'm trying to think of the scariest film I've seen. Oh, okay. Let's go from Megan's point of view. A 10 is The Blair Witch Project. And uh, like a 9 would be something that's quite close to that. Yeah, but I could finish The Blair Witch Project. There's only okay. one film that I haven't been able to finish. True, true. And that also was the theme of Bloody Mary. Yeah. But the circumstances under which I was yeah. watching it. So I, I say it's not the most, it's not the scariest thing I've ever seen. It's not that. You know, but it's really effective and it gets more points for that song. He's saying eight and a half, and I'm saying that episode as a whole is also eight and a half, same as last time. I, I yeah, I can live with that because it is one of my favourite episodes. But I fully acknowledge it. Could, it. it could be better, yeah. but it's still very good for an early season, early episode story. I think it's also another good one that if you want to introduce someone to the show, just just give them this one. I did look up some like the scariest episodes yeah. and this is a list of 13 that were voted so a lot of them i cannot talk about but one two three four on this list are from season one number 10 is pilot and number nine is bloody mary the next one is episode 10 and the one lot like the least scary but still scary is episode 19. Mm, well, I look forward to that. And you said 15 would scare me as well uh, last time. So I'm looking forward to that one too. Because if 15 doesn't scare... Not so much even scare you, but... I, I definitely think you're going to have to sit down and you're just going to be like, what the actual fuck did I just watch? Fair enough. In reality... Like, when you look at it in perspective, like that, that, there's not really far to go. No, it's really not. I'm just flicking through my notebook and looking at some of the episodes to come. Yeah. And I, there are some that you're going to look at and you're going to get so excited. It's going to be so cute. Mm -hmm. 
and there's one especially in season two that it is one of my favorite episodes it is my comfort episode out of out of all of them i look forward to it no you're not you're gonna hate it you're gonna look at me and go who are you what if you i'm gonna look forward to your reactions to it Oh, I won't even play on my phone during it. There's going to be episodes of Who where I'm getting excited and there's going to be episodes of Who where you get excited just from the title. And there's some that I'm not going to tell you the title because I know you'll get excited. See, there are some that I'm not telling you the title, but I can tell you the title of the next two because they are currently on our TV screen. Oh, yes. Uh, Skin. Any ideas? I'm saying Skin is a skinwalker or similar. I might be completely wrong, but that's literally... And I know I've seen it, but I can't remember. It's either going to be a skinwalker... Or it's going to be something that flays people. That's my guesses. And then Hookman. Which is going to be, I'm guessing, the whole Lover's Lane, hooked hooked hand killer type of thing. One thing I will say about Hookman, I don't know how true the origin is, so I do apologise for that. But it definitely has American influences. Fair enough. Um, more so than the whole show being set in America. Oh, well, there we go. Right, so I enjoyed it. I, I, yeah, I'm looking forward to the next one, which I, I, I have ideas and I'm probably wrong on both of them. I ain't saying nothing. That'll hopefully be tomorrow. If not tomorrow, it'll be soon. I have one quick question. Go on, my love. What do you think of Eric Kripke's era so far? You're asking me that after episode five. Yes. That'd be like me asking you after episode five, what did you think of RTD's first era when you've not seen anything of it? But okay, I will answer no, no, the no, question. I'm start. enjoying it. I couldn't tell you what's all right. With, with who, you can tell very quickly if you're watching a Moffat episode, if you're watching an RTD episode, or if you're watching a Chibnall episode. With this, I've not seen enough of it to be able to tell the difference. However, I'm enjoying it. I think it's good. I can see why it's so popular and I can see why it's got its... It feels like its own thing. Well, it's owned by Crypty Enterprise at the minute. Well, there you go. And then it gets bought and then... It gets bought by... Because it's Warner Brothers and the CW, I think, isn't it? Yes. I want to say it was Fox. Oh, well, there you go. And... One of Dean's like main catchphrases is son of a bitch. Yeah. He's no longer allowed to say that. After it was bought, no longer allowed to say it. It's like you're taking one of the like mm. main things away. But we, we, we move, we live with it because yeah. Well, I'm excited for the next one. We are currently going to go out for a meal and then tomorrow watch some more. So let's see how it goes. And we've also got a film tomorrow as well. We do. We might see if we can review that one on a later episode. We'll see what time we've got because it is currently the first week of December. We both work retail and things this are about is, to get this manic. Is, this is, is this manic. is our last week together until yeah. January. Like second week of January or something stupid. We will be, well, you'll be hearing again in another 30 seconds what we thought of, um, was it? Skin. Skin. Right, enjoy. You'll hear us again in a moment. Hello, we have just watched uh, episode six, which is skin, and I think we're just gonna jump right in. Yeah, I I haven't actually written a um, school or anything yet because we've literally just watched it. As in, literally in the past like five minutes. 
but I'm going to do that now while I write down an idea I've literally just had that I just mentioned to you and thought, no, I should probably yeah. save it. Yeah, we like started to talk and then was like, oh no, I'll save it for the podcast. So, and also you can tell when we record this because the first episode of the My Who Reaction has just been released. Hopefully you've enjoyed that. I half remembered this one. Mm-hmm. I remembered the cold open completely. I remembered the... Oh, there's a surprisingly grim crime scene. For, like, and, and don't get me wrong, I know it's a dark show, but so far you've had like somebody dying in a horrible way, but one. Per- Whereas this opens on just like a hostage situation, a full-blown torture scene of just here's what's happened to this poor person, like you would see in I don't know Criminal Minds or something, not supernatural. <laughs> I remember some of this. I'd say about half of it. I remember the code open, and I remembered the, the monster, quote unquote. I didn't remember much else, but I enjoyed it. I wrote down when we watch the cold open it's either a shapeshifter or a skinwalker and i know a, i know a skinwalker is a shapeshifter but i know not all shapeshifters are skinwalkers because as far as i'm aware skinwalkers are very specifically native american mythology there might be other versions of it but i'm pretty sure that a skin a skinwalker as in that is the name of the creature is native american mythology whereas other mythologies have other names for them but i wrote down it's either it's one or the other and I, what i've just written down is i've realized they never specify they go, it's a shapeshifter, and they go, oh, all of these mythologies have a shapeshifting creature, but they never outright say, it's this thing, or it's that thing. They never say it's a tulpa, or it's a skinwalker, or it's a golem, or it's a whatever. Which is quite cool, because that it's it opens up to have been, it could be anything, or it could be this specific thing, and we can come back to it, we can bring it back, not necessarily that one, but they could bring back something similar. What I, I did write down, which felt very X-Files and it didn't feel very supernatural was let's sit down and talk about where this thing came from and let's talk about how through evolution it's mutated to be able to do this thing that's something they do in the X like Mulder and Scully would sit down and go oh here's this horrific creature here's the reason why it exists supernatural seems very much like oh no it's it's a thing things are around they've always been around now they're killing people like in the previous episodes it was ghosts ghosts have always been around spirits have always been around there's a reason why this woman is doing this thing but ghosts exist whereas for them to sit down and go here's all of the reasons why it does exist seemed very definitive i'm not sure whether i prefer that whether it's here's the reason here's why it makes sense or no one knows why it just is and sometimes i think that approach is scarier where it's the here's this thing no one knows anything about it but it will kill you the thing is i think like because of their dad and that they've kind of got like an unofficial book of law so that when something happens they can just kind of go oh it's this thing and it this one is very much it isn't their usual style and like flavor if that makes sense like you've got dean's witty comments you've got sammy being like smart but like i said to you bless him i love him but he's not like the brightest tool in the toolbox because he's like is very much book smart as you said whereas dean's very much street smart that's exactly what i wrote down the scene where i know we're not doing this in a chronological order but the scene where sam suspects that it's not Dean, it's the shapeshifter. Instead of like, I think he he tests him the once and it passes, and then instead of actually either restraining him or shooting him, he just stands there and gets knocked out. Whereas I think if the roles were reversed, Dean would just straight out knock him out 
and if it turns out it wasn't him or it, like it was him and it wasn't the shapeshifter he'd just say like you should have been more careful or something and then just get him back up again yeah so I think Dean's in this instance again which I keep saying and I apologise because I know it's not true Dean's like the dumb muscle and Sam's the smart one who figures everything out. Dean leans more heavily on the muscle side of things because at the moment, and yes, I know I've seen pictures of what they look like in like series 14 and 15 and whatever, Sam's still the smaller, physically weaker one. He's not weak at all, but he is he is physically weaker than Dean. I'm having to like avert my eyes because this is painful to listen to right now. But do you, do you know what I mean? Right now in this episode, Dean's the stronger one, he's the one who can fight as well, but Sam's the one who figures it out. And I'm sure there are going to be episodes where that role is reversed, but right now it kind of illustrates who's the more intellectual and who's more physical. And that's not a negative on either of them, because they fill the roles they're meant to fill. But going back to what I said about you don't know why, you don't actually know why it's killing people, you just know that it is. Like, they give the reason of, oh, it just wants somebody to love it, but... That's not, like, the real reason. That's not the real reason, and also, if that was the real reason, it seems intelligent enough to know that the way to go about getting that isn't to murder people. It's a lot more of a psychological episode than a physical horror episode. It's so, like, the Wendigo episode is kind of psychological, because you've got that something's hunting us, we don't know where it is, it's going to jump scare us, but... This is very much you can't trust anyone. Yeah, it's more of a paranoid thriller than anything. It's more like, instead of going, here's this creature that's going to jump out of a tree and kill you, it's literally anybody could be this thing. Who is it? And, yes, I know I said to you at multiple points, yeah, I knew that was them because the episode is very much obvious going, here's who the person is, here's who they're hiding as. But it works more on the psychological basis. I did write down at the beginning, oh, they've kept the budget down with this one. It's very clever. You don't need to do it. You need to put a little bit of a CGI shimmer on the eyes. I can put entirely practical effects for this episode. Well, there you go. So not even, so you know the bit where it's like, ribs are cracking and that. I want to say they did that, like, frame by frame with different modes. I don't think it was CGI. Fair enough. But I'm not 100% sure. And I tried Googling it and I couldn't find anything. Well, I wrote down CGI slash practical effects because... So if it's if it's contact lenses, fair enough. But like the budget would go on the contact lenses. And then they had the transformation scene, which you just mentioned, which is more... It did look... The only bit that looked CGI was the flailing around when he's ripped... This, like when it's the camera's a back shot and he's in the distance ripping the skin off. It looked a bit too, like, floppy. The body looked a bit too floppy like it was CGI. It would still... It still looks good. But yeah, they kept the budget low by having no actual CGI monster. Then that happened, I was like, okay, the, the budget would have gone on that. But it still works really well. It's a little bit the fly, having the... Scraping the hand down and then the fingernails being ripped off and the teeth falling out sort of thing. Is that the one Jack Goldblum? I want to watch it. But again, it works... It's, it's much more psychological than it is physical. It's not as scary... As in, in-your-face horror. Oh, yeah, this one, like, if this scares you, you have issues, and that's coming from me. No, but it's not... It's a psychological horror episode. It's not, here's this horrible, gory thing, or here's the thing that's going to make you scream or jump. It's that creeping paranoia, that creeping dread of who's going to be the... Who is it? Where are they? It's not that scary. I've given it my scary scale. I've given it 6.5. I'll take that. It's scarier than, say, Phantom Traveller, because Phantom Traveller, you knew everything, and it was just how they're going to defeat it. 
Moses is, who is it? It's a bit on edge of the, oh no, the thing they're doing is actually pretty grim. So you give the scary scale 6.5, what would you give the episode overall then? I'm getting to that. Okay. I haven't yet decided. See, honestly with this one, like, I'm not too bothered if you don't really like it, because it, this one's like a middling episode. It was not a filler. It's not a filler episode, but like it isn't. Oh my god, it sets the world on fire. Well, I've only got a couple more things I've written down, which is the... Other than the fact that, that in episode one, or episode two, I think it was episode one, Dean gets arrested for posing as a police officer. This is the first time that he's actually a wanted criminal, which I know happens a lot. But he's a wanted criminal for murder on several counts. You're literally about to hit on my question, my only question, I think. But he's also dead, so they... They find they blame it all on him, but they also, I'm assuming, find his dead body because that's who the shapeshifter died as. So my question, my questions are: If you're a wanted criminal and then you die, are you then taken off the system? Therefore, will he be the shapeshifter's dead, but in the form of Dean Winchester with all of the? He's not dead though. The shapeshifter's dead. They they said it has all the DNA is correct, all of the everything's correct. So they the authorities don't know that the shapeshifter is dead. They only have Dean's DNA. Oh, so I'm assuming the body was what they disposed of the body, did they? Because if you leave evidence, it leads to unwanted questions and people poking around. So, so my question was, do you think that events of this episode will have repercussions later on? That's what I was getting to. So, did I miss something? Did they say that they've disposed of it, or are we just meant to assume they have? You just assume that they have, slash, um, I don't know if you saw, but during the, like, flailing scene when he was shifting, he ripped off his ear, it fell on the floor, and it, like, melted away. I think it's kind of, like, the assumption that... In that case, yeah, he's, he's wanted for murder on several counts along with other more minor crimes. That's going to be out there. There's going to be like an APB or whatever they call it. I can't imagine they're going to... So if they go somewhere and they, I don't know, they investigate like another murder and they go, oh, wait a minute, you're this wanted criminal, I've seen your face, or they'll have to use a load of fake names, which I know they do, but they'll have to use a lot of fake names. I, I've got to be careful what I say now. An episode that deals with this, but I want to say it's season two. It's in season two it kind of gets addressed. Season two, episode seven, so we've got quite a way to go. I think it's going to have repercussions. I don't think it's going to have immediate repercussions, but I think it's going to be like, oh, we've run you through the system and you're wanted on all these different crimes and they're going to have to then break out of prison again. I can't say anything. I'm not expecting you to say anything. I'm telling you what my answer is. But yeah, I think, I think that that's the biggest thing to take away from this episode is... Dean's now wanted for murder. Yeah. It's, 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 it's another Monster of the Week episode with a single connecting strand. Which is they reference, like, one thing. They reference Jessica dying and they... The, it's, it is definitely not a filler episode because you'll see their attempt filler episodes later. There's a difference between, like, a Monster of the Week episode and a filler episode, though, because this is a Monster of the Week show with with plot arcs per season, as far as I'm aware, as opposed to something like Who, which is a plot arc show with Monster of the Week episodes. But yeah, I think that's going to be the, the big thing to come out of this one, is Dean's now wanted for murder. So, bearing that, obviously, he is wanted for murder, are your thoughts changing for Sam and Dean? So, I know you just were saying they were very American at the beginning. No, it's still a very American show. It's It's 
uh, right, did you ever watch a TV show was called on ITV called Demons? It had Mackenzie Crook in it, and other, it was essentially their version of something like this, but it was all demonic possession and that sort of thing, and vampires and all that. It ran for like six episodes and then got cancelled. It was basically, they went, oh, Primeval was, was successful. Let's try something slightly different. If you haven't seen Primeval, please watch it. I need more people to talk about Primeval with. But that's, I think, the British take on this, and it didn't work very well. But I, I don't think this would work as well over here. It would, it would have a very different feel to it. So the thing is, I know quite a lot about law, it's law in general, and mythology, and this, that, and the other. And to have it over here, because you've got Irish folklore, Scottish, Welsh, English... Celtic, which is different again. Celtic, Gaelic, different. which is different again. Celtic, which is different. Cornish. Um, and then, especially with, like, King Arthur, some people call it a legend, some people call it a myth. I want to say, and I've probably got this wrong, it's a myth, because it's only a legend if there are gods involved in it. I think that's the classification difference. I, I think it is, but also that's in terms of Greek mythology. I think it's different again. Honestly, just putting this out there, if anyone ever has any questions to do with English or Greek or Roman or even, to be fair, American folklore or mythology, feel free to message. I tell you what I want to see is I want to see a show like this and they deal with the giants of Great Britain. So, like, Fingal and yes. all the others. See, what would be good is if they did that. But then, because, obviously, we took a lot of inspiration from Iceland, and Iceland have taken a lot of inspiration from us. But, yeah, if anyone has any questions, or just wants to talk about mythology, feel free to message me, genuinely. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've got a lot more to talk about, to be honest. It was, You've just got to do your rating, I think. I've told you, my I think it's going to be, like, a seven. Oh, but, I mean... It's all right. It's a, it's a solid episode. It's not the best. It's not best. I was expecting lower, so... I was thinking 6.5, but I thought, no, I'd be nice. Oh! I'm happy with 6.5. Alright then, 6.5 it is. It's your fault. You're bringing it down by half a point. It's a solid episode. You know, it's it's alright. It's not awful. But that's all you can really say about it. It's not amazing. It's alright. But yeah, no, it, it, it's alright. Like, the next one's definitely... I'm guessing it'll be scarier. Or at least they attempt to make it scarier. The next episode, French Kiss, it is a masterpiece. But yeah, what's, so I think I know what the next one is, and I think that's Hookman. It Wait, is Hookman. That's what I've got written down. It which I'm assuming is... No, I'm going to get this wrong. I think it's a real thing. It's a real thing, and that is an urban legend. I think it's Lover's Lane, where they do the... No, it's one of two things in my head. It, it's either the lover's lane thing where people go park up and have a romantic evening with their partner and there's like a knocking on the door and the boyfriend gets out to have a look at it. It's always a macho boyfriend, always. Then he's gone for a long time and there's another knocking on the door and she gets out and it's his body hanging off, the, like hanging from the tree above the car, knocking against the car. Or... It's the, the little like hand figures and gestures he's doing with the... Or... And I think I've seen an episode of Supernatural in which they do this, but I might be wrong. It's the... Somebody gets home or gets back to their dorm or something. They see their their, their dorm, their roommate is asleep and they try talking to them. They don't get anything from them. And they go, oh, you're, you know, you don't want to talk to me. I'll go to sleep. Wake up, put the lights on and they're dead in their bed. And there's like on the walls like, aren't you glad you didn't put the light on or something? Obviously, I'm not going to tell you. I mean, that's, that's two separate urban legends, but I can't remember which one it is. It's an urban legend... 
which obviously is a bit of a hook. I can't read you the full thing that it says about it, purely because spoils the episode. But the next thing under it is, is Candyman based on a true story? And thinking about it, Candyman and this actually take quite a lot of inspiration. The Candyman film, the Candyman yeah. story is quite different. The Forbidden's yes. quite different. Um... But no, I love this. I love the next episode just because it it's so different, and like especially some things that happen in it, they have extracted from real life cases, and I like true crime. So, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that one, but that won't be for a little while. No. Because we're gonna go back into who, but I'm not gonna tell Megan a lot about that. I've told her the title of episode four. Which she still doesn't like, but there we go. Oh, I remember. I keep forgetting I remember. Because it's quite a forgettable title. Personally, yes. No, no, it is. Episode 5, I'm not going to tell you the title of it, even when we finish episode 4, because it's a two-parter. Episode 6, I'm not telling you anything about, except I'm very, very, very excited, and so is Elliot. Hi, Elliot. Once, for the next batch of three, you've all, you've seen them all. Once we've got past that, I'm going in blind. You, yeah. And that's, I think I, I will definitely be more excited at that point. I'm very excited for you to get to episode 6 of Who, and I'm very excited for me to get to episode 10 of Supernatural, because then I don't know any. Well, I know bits and pieces, have but I don't know anything. Have you seen 10? 10's Asylum. I stopped before Asylum. I've got a feeling I started watching the first 5-10 minutes, stopped because I got distracted, and then never went back to it. And this is back when I was at school, so like 5 years ago. So I can barely remember it. But yes, we're going to go into Who next, with Aliens of London, which I... If you've seen Who, you're going to know what Megan's reaction is yeah, going to be, just from who she's what she's like. Yeah. He, he's promised me that the talking about uh yeah is going to be very short and then we're going to jump straight into episode five just because i hate fucking sci-fi because we can get them out of the way then we can go into six and that will make up for four and five we'll make it for four definitely and there are people who love four and five and i i i have a soft spot for them because i think you d- people do with like things like that certain elements i really like there is there is a chase sequence in episode four Involving a certain creature oh, that I think. Oh, I do like a good chase sequence. I think Megan is going to be watching, going, "What the fuck is this?" And everyone who's seen it will know exactly what I'm talking about. See, this is the part where I just shock everyone and absolutely love it. There's very puerile humour throughout both episodes. You're going to hate it. Oh god, yeah, I, I, I don't really know what else to say. If you're just listening to Supernatural, we'll, we'll be back in a few weeks doing Hookman episode eight and episode nine, which I think episode eight I can't remember, but episode nine I believe is called Home. And if you're listening to all of our stuff, we'll be back very soon with. Megan's reaction is to who? We're not watching episode 8. I've just checked my notebook. It's either Bugs or Route 666. Yeah, I can't remember which of the two, but obviously, as I've explained, we're not watching them just because they're not. If you're doing the watch along, feel free to watch that if you want our thoughts or my thoughts or that, then we can figure out something which means you get them. But if we don't watch it, so we're doing, we'll be doing seven, which is Hookman, nine, which is Home, and ten, which is Asylum. So we'll be actually going into what I don't know into the next episode. But now, yeah, and soon we'll be going into Who, and I am very excited. I'm kind of dreading, but I'm also excited. So there we go. We'll see you soon, and we hope you enjoyed. Stay safe, enjoy, have fun. Bye. Bye.